entertaining new possibilities. The palace theater, your palace, your place. Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Waterbury and Greater Waterbury. And anywhere you might be residing, if you're listening on uh, the web, this is your palace, your place. And I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host. Happy to be here every uh, first and third Friday of each month to talk to you about things going on at our magnificent Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And also about lots of other things, other of our arts organizations and their activities locally, as well as across Connecticut. We try to bring you some interesting lifestyle information, all kinds of good, uh, fun things to know about or hear about. Hopefully you're entertained. And today I'm going to just get right into things because sitting next to me um, is someone who I've known for a long time now, probably 20 years At because least, our sure, kids yeah. went to St. Mary's That's School right. together. That's right. But um, Joe Geary, who is the Director of Operations for the City of Waterbury, I asked if he could be with us this morning. Um, and thank you, Joe, for you Pleasure know, to being be so here, gracious sure. all Thanks the time and coming over when we're, we're uh, looking to talk to someone from the city. It's nice to be here in person. We get a chance to work via email know, all the time on the show. So, so it's nice, hey, nice Joe, to be here. Hey, Joe, can you do this for me? And, <laughs> nice, yeah, we're nice always... But um, you're right. But I wanted to have Joe on specifically because, as many of our listeners know, we just finished last weekend a magnificent, spectacular run of Phantom of the Opera, the national tour. And when I say it was spectacular, those of you who saw it, you absolutely know this. But if you didn't see it... uh, Words, it's hard to really describe what it really um, uh, was. It was a phenomena. It really was that came exactly. to Exactly. Rave reviews. Everybody that saw it, uh, anybody that walked out of the Palace Theater were uh, was simply mesmerized by it. Absolutely. It was, it was a great I mean, on Facebook, on the reviews from the critics, uh, people, word on the street. And so, Joe, I asked you to be here because... This was obviously uh, a win for the Palace Theater. And for those of you who uh, might be wondering, well, what were our sales like? What was, we did phenomenal sales. We did everything and then some. And we had, Joe, 10 thousand people who had never been to the Palace Theater come to this production. That's unbelievable. I know before we came on the air, Sherry, you were telling me this uh, just before we got on, and that's incredible. I didn't know that. Yeah. uh, You know, like I said to you before, so we know when they go back home, uh, it could be in water, it could be anywhere. It could have came from New York, it could have came from out of state. They're going to tell somebody. They did, as a matter of fact. They're going to tell somebody, who's going to tell somebody, who's going to tell somebody, and and with the reviews that, that not only the Phantom got, but just the reviews of the beautiful Palace Theater, uh, how everything went off without a hitch, uh, the amazing job done by the Waterbury Police Department. I've heard many, many compliments about Absolutely. the Waterbury Police Department. Absolutely. And I think, Joe, that's that's really why I asked you to be here, because it was a home run for the to the Palace. But what that really means is it was a home run for the city of Waterbury and our region, but particularly the city, because you don't put on a production like this by yourself. You need that interface with all the um, uh, pieces that are going to impact the patron's experience. And boy, I mean, second to none, it was like with military precision. And and one of the things I just, on the, uh, what was it, the second day, yeah. the second day of performances we had, it was a huge, we had a matinee and it was a group, a big group sales day. Okay. Right. Matinees generally are. Sure. And 
I took a picture, I think I talked about it last time, from up the upstairs windows when everybody was leaving of the buses. Oh, yeah. How beautiful. It was like a synchronized ballet or right. something, the way it was all. It was just, it gave me such a, um, a, a, a chill, a thrill. It was wonderful to see. So, but that's because of you guys. So, well, so like we talk, you know, Mary O'Leary's a firm believer. You hear me say it a lot. The mayor says a lot. There, there's no I in team. You yeah. know, and it does take teamwork to pull off an event like this. And I, I, I'm, maybe I'm a little biased. I think we're very, very good at it. Uh, not only Fish. at the Palace Theater, I think in everything we do, the gathering, yes. the road races throughout the throughout the year uh, that are held in the city of Waterbury. So certainly at the mayor's direction, when we have an event like this coming up, uh, we sit down. There's a meeting. It not only involves public safety, public works, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the parking authority. Yeah. Uh, and we come up with a game plan. Uh, again, kudos to Chief Riddick, uh, Deputy Chief yes. Spagnola and Covell and Assistant Deputy Chief Pacella, um, for not only, uh, you know, certainly traffic control and I'm, I'm, I'm in, in total agreement with the mayor. Waterbury is a safe city. You know, there's yes. sometimes a misperception out there that we're not, and I'm not even concerned about that. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to focus mainly on traffic control, getting people in and out of the palace and actually safety to me in this respect, uh, I think, uh, and I heard that from a lot of patrons. We feel safe down there. Yes. And, and you know what? It's the experience. It's the overall experience. So you could see something that you love down the stage. That's one thing, and that's certainly important. However, right. how you're treated in the theater, how you're treated as you're getting to the theater, the um, you know lack of problem, trying to park, right. trying to get right. in and out, all those things matter to the patron's experience. And, and for some reason, I guess it's human nature, at least me, you know, if I go to a ball game, if you go to the theater, uh, any kind of event, you go out a social event, you just said, so it's usually, it's, and we'll talk about dinner in a few minutes, it's yes, dinner before yes. the event, and then the after. And I think human nature, we all just, we want to get out as quick as we in can, get back in our car, yep. get on the highways and byways, and, and, and get, back, get back to our home. And uh, I think... Uh, Again, the Waterbury Police Department does such a uh, an excellent job at, at getting at, at getting none. people cross East Main Street, getting them to their vehicles, and then getting them to points north, south, east. And, and they're west. so friendly about it. I yeah. have to say because you know I obviously I'm I'm crossing the street at various times, and they're always so you know um, fun, friendly, yeah. and 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 helpful. I've seen them escort someone who's elderly, maybe having a sure. little issue with mobility. You know, get safely to the other side. So, you know, those things matter. They and, do. And, and earlier, before we got on the air, we were talking about kind of the generosity of, of people in this community and right. good works they do. That is typical of people who live here in general. No question. No question about that, it. So. You know when they say there's something about that Waterbury? Yeah. There's something great about that you're, Waterbury, you're, and it's the people. You're right, uh, Sherry. There is something about uh, being a Waterbury and, and uh, you know, the, the care and kindness and uh, compassion you have for uh, for others, you know, not only Absolutely. not only our fellow residents, but uh, people come I mean, from near and far. You know, I see it time and time again, and you know that that's you know that's really I think at the crux of it. That's what makes us different, and no, no different doubt about from it. some other big cities. Um, we have people that are just they will reach for that last nickel in their pocket if they think you're gonna it's gonna without, help you without question without yeah, question I yeah. agree with you. So let's talk a little bit about, so the logistics is a huge part of it, and it was, you know, A++. Right. Um, What does, I know what it means on some levels for the palace, what this home run having Phantom 
is going to do for us within the industry and the booking and how Frank's able to negotiate. Frank Tavira, our CEO. But what does this mean in terms of kind of going forward with the city, with Waterbury, and how this positions the city? So based on the, just the feedback that me and you have been talking about both on air and, and off air, um, extremely positive. So it just gives us the ability to build on it. Yeah. Um, you've, if, and, and again, I'm, I'm mind boggled by the fact that 10,000 you know, new <laughs> so first time palace goers came to the Phantom. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, and then the balance were, were folks that have been here before. So uh, the fact that I, I, I'd be shocked if they're not coming back to future Broadway you know, musicals, whether it's a comedy show, whether it's a musical event, uh, um, and they're, they're going to come back. And some of our other assets, because I think what we were talking about about is, you know, they came for the first time and had such a good experience. If they're if they're not from this area, which many weren't, right. um, they got over that obstacle. Okay, I came to Waterbury because, as you said earlier, you know, a, a not earned, but there was sometimes that perception. Sure. Um, so they got over that. They got over. Okay, I've, I'm I got my sea legs about right. where the city is on the map, and you know, not because we have. You know, we just had the symphony on Tom Schutz program. We right. have the Mattatech Museum, Seven Angels Theater. Um, I know I'm going to forget somebody that yeah. I don't mean to. So, right, right. Um, but we have so many as a beautiful architecture. Our city hall being a crown jewel. We just had the Artisans Market. Uh, That's right. You know, the two, two weekends ago, which, which attracts a, a very large contingent from well, you know Waterbury residents, but also from near and far people, even coming yes. from the borders of uh, you know the borders of Connecticut into New York and, and Massachusetts. So, so. Again, all these uh, things build it, one on the other. It's, it's all positive. It's um, and and the fact that everything from from the time they took their seat in the theater. So I know I said I wanted. To, obviously, we, we have to talk about food. So we do. So we can only imagine and yes. um, how our, I assume our local residents. I, I know they did great. Yes. Yes. And that's. Not just you know signatures and Diorios downtown, San Marino, Nino's, every, even going out Verdi restaurant, going yes. out to the outskirts, as well as I would even submit um, some of our budding neighbors, Oakett, yeah. Watertown, Middlebury, because you know Sherry, people are looking for the point of least resistance, yes. and, and and if you're like me, you know you're a procrast- procrastinator. You wait till the last <laughs> minute. You're, you're, if you're going to the show on Saturday, you're calling Saturday afternoon and say, "Can I get in?" Yes. And then you just start your 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 you search go out goes out. Yes. And um, so like competition. It's good, and yes. yeah. I think the fact that everybody, uh, our all of our local downtown and all of our Waterbury restaurants were jam packed, it, it's also uh, it's also a benefit to people on the outskirts of Waterbury and our budding neighbors. Absolutely, and we have our restaurant partners, many of whom you mentioned right. from Entrees and Encores. I've talked to some of them, and they have all said, "Oh, you know, this was fantastic," and you know, do this all the time. Of course, you know, that's like to not do it every, like to do it every to do week, it all of course, the time, of but, course. Um, but it, it was it was a home run. There's also the economic impact. We had 10 local mus- musicians where sure. uh, augmented the orchestra that came with the show. Um, 60 rooms at the Marriott. Sure, sure. And that wasn't even everybody. There were some people that stayed on the outskirts because they you know, knew people in the Litchfield County of course, or sure. whatever. But, I mean, so, you know, um, uh, stores, you know, I know that they were out and about at our mall. Yeah, people come in early and shop, sure. Yes, yeah, so. Sure. Um, or go after and, the show. And you know what? I read one, I loved this story so much. One of the women that was in the orchestra, 
on Thanksgiving was she said she wasn't going into the city for Thanksgiving she wanted to do something to give back so she worked at I think First Congregational Church's really? dinner Thanksgiving yes, dinner sure serving, as a yeah. volunteer yeah I was like, oh, my God. So even on that level, yeah. you know, the impact. And then when you and Joe um, um, uh, McGraw go yeah. out and with the mayor to try to court new businesses. Well, it's it's uh, it's another tool that uh, Mayor O'Leary, uh, and to your point, Joe McGraw, economic development director, uh, just having her tool back. Yes. Um, look yeah. what we've got here. I mean, it's, it's magnificent. Uh, it's a spectacular venue. Uh, and we're always, uh, you know, hoping that we can attract, you know, more and more first-time visitors, and it looks like we hit a home run this I time. I think we did, and we will, of course, be following up with those people and, uh, you know, inviting them back and uh, showing them what else, you know, we have. And, and Shuri, we were talking before, too, so we had our annual Christmas tree lighting Saturday night. You know, for many, 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 many years, yes. uh, Bob Mobil- the late Bob Mobilio, uh, his son John, and John was actually involved in many of the shows, yes. as well as a lot of his counterparts from the American Federation of Musicians. That's correct. So we were able to do that and also piece together, I think they had a five or six piece uh, 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 quartet uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday night at Library Park. So it, it was just a, yeah. an amazing effect, you know, ripple effect outwards uh, from the palace and it, it really stretched there uh, and wide. And I think the key, you said it at the beginning of our, our time together, Joe, was there's no I in teamwork. Right. And it Waterbury operates that way as a team, and you can't do these things without that mentality. And that's what I see coming together. I mean, there was a great piece in the paper yesterday about you know the the bonding that was okay, um, you know, approved, yeah. and you know some more uh, streetscape improvements we're going to see around the palace, which we know doesn't happen overnight, right? But will be happening, and that's exciting because everything's being built. You have those out those investors, and I can't oh, think uh, their J- names. Joe uh, Joe Grimando Thank you. And, uh, and his um, brother-in-law, Lou Forrester, who yes. uh, a stone's throw away from the palace. Yes. Uh, and and the, the, uh, the streetscape, as you mentioned, Sherry, uh, it, it you know, it's not even a concept yet, but it will be shortly. And uh, that's going to be magnificent. That's yeah. uh, from uh, Exchange Place, uh, the East Main and North and South and West Main, all the way east to uh, the police station. That's uh, fantastic. Sidewalks, that's, new lighting, you know, benches. So it's going to be, yeah, it's really going to enhance uh, the aesthetics of, of, of East Main Street. And, I just while well, I'm thinking about that quick, and I, I know mentioned the, the uh, command staff at the police department, but I also want to send out some kudos to a, our public works director Dave Simpson, yes, so, uh, street supervisor yes. Mark Mancini, supervisor Refuse Bart Startup, and the park supervisor Mark Lombardo. So there's four gentlemen that, that, that have a, a, a major role when we sit down and pre-plan these events. So just the cleanliness of downtown Waterbury, yeah. Yeah. the streets are swept, uh, make sure all the trash receptacles are empty, yeah. and, and it's uh, yeah. the, you know those four guys along with uh, their counterparts at public safety. Uh, I can't say enough good about. Uh, what they do for us every day. Well, home run all the way around. And Joe, I just, you know, I can't thank you enough for what, you know, as a representative sure. of the city, what you all did to make this um, just as, as it was meant to be. Uh, something that we all could be proud uh, and, of, and, and sure. Thank you, Sherry. And certainly on behalf of Mayor, uh, our Honorable Mayor Neil O'Leary, uh, myself, and the entire city of Waterbury, uh, we, we thank you and Frank and all the staff at the Palace. It's a, It was an amazing undertaking. Um, and, and like you said, we wish we could do it every week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, w- it was a fun, uh, fun time by all and uh, just a tremendous success. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And on that note, thank you, Joe. And we're going to take a quick break. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. 
I have in studio now with me Randy Erica, and she is Good also morning, someone. Sherry. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. She, Randy is the director, the executive director or director, artistic, artistic director, director of the um, Woodbury Ballet. And Randy, I have known you since we were kids. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we, we were together. We a were long time. together. <laughs> I mean, Randy was like one of the junior teachers when I took, although you're younger than I am, but I was a teenager and I think you were, you're younger. I know that. You're a little bit younger. <laughs> I don't know, Sherry. Uh, yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> but at the Connecticut Academy of Performing That's Arts right. under Missy Lane, mm-hmm. and who many, many people locally right. have a connection to. Yes. And that's where we met. We but met. then you went on to have your own academy and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Woodbury Ballet. So right. how did how did that all start? Well, um, f- I was... Um, uh, professional dancer with the Hartford Ballet. And I didn't. I never knew yeah. that. Oh, yeah. wow. And, um, I did also the teacher training program at that time and got into teaching. And basically, um, I loved choreography. That was my passion. Yeah. So uh, I had to train dancers in order to um, put this beautiful choreography on them. So uh, <laughs> I had to make sure they were well trained so yes. I could throw anything I wanted at them. Um, so I opened the school and that's it. It's been a long time. I won't tell you how many years, but very long time. <laughs> well, we have to keep something secret, Randy. <laughs> you know? But you're actually here today to talk about, and your choreography, by the way, I will tell you this, and I've, I've seen Randy's choreography and in a whole other guise, because you did a production many years ago, and you collaborated, I think, with Donna Bonacera from, mm-hmm. right, uh, from Connecticut Dance Theater, and it was Dracula. Dracula. And I, mm-hmm. that was a stunning piece. And then later on, we did it at the Palace. That's right. Right, you yes, did. I forgot. Did. That's right. I yes. forgot about that. But you're here today to talk about that seasonal favorite that you have been producing at the palace for about nine years. Nine years, yeah. and that is the Nutcracker yes. at the Palace. Nutcracker so at the Palace. That's coming up. And you made a comment to me off air that you specifically titled it that for what, what reason? It's being at the palace. It's so magical. The palace is so beautiful, and it just lends to the set. It's um, as you are in the Nutcracker, and you are um, in the living room scene, and then you travel through the land of snow. You go into the palace of the Sugar Plum Fairy, and being at the palace theater and the majesty of the whole uh, production, it just lends itself to um, you know being part of it. So we wanted it to be um, Nutcracker at the Palace. That's, you know, our home base for our ballet company and we wanted to be... And we love having you there. And, you know, as we were talking earlier, taking um, your children, especially when they're younger, mm-hmm. and and then, it be, you know, you start that tradition yes. of going every year. But it's an event. I mean, and you see, and we see, the little girls and boys yes. dressed in their Christmas finery. Absolutely. It's a great event. A lot of grandparents bring um, their grandchild yeah. um, to the production. They get to dress up in their beautiful clothing and they go to the palace and grandparents get to get a cocktail at your bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they can do that too. (laughs) Um, But but it becomes something very special. And as 
and and it's a wonderful way mm-hmm. um, to introduce children, especially younger children, to an art form. Yes, um, it's the perfect first ballet. Um, the story is very easy to follow. Yes, it's it has magical. Uh, artistry and different things happening it snows and the cannon goes off and there's a battle with mice and soldiers so um, it's the kids are very interested in watching it so it's an easy ballet for them to follow yeah. they you know they really love it and it, it introduces them to live theater yes and we want if you're not going to be an artist we want you to appreciate the arts and we want you to be a patron of the arts and come to the theater and and watch all this wonderful live production. Right. I mean, so. and, and, it, and uh, as we say so many times on this show, I mean, the, without the arts, imagine what a mm-hmm. sterile world we would live in. I know. I really. mean, it, it, it just adds a whole other dimension to life and to, to be able to share that with people you love, whether it's a grandchild or a niece, nephew, um, whether you, maybe you're a mentor in some mm-hmm. capacity and you bring, you know, your mentee to something they wouldn't ordinarily have had the opportunity to experience right I mean that is you know that's just what's special and like you said this ballet and you're absolutely right it is very um, easy to follow and it's and because it's got the Christmas theme and it's it's just got everything going for it a lot of people have made it a tradition that they go every year and they they see the nutcracker it's part of the holiday spirit and it's part of their tradition and they add it into their schedule every year. And it, yes, yes, they do. And speaking of putting it on your calendar, now it is December sixteenth, sixteenth, which is Saturday. Saturday, the sixteenth, and it's a four o'clock performance. And we do it at four o'clock because we want to encourage children to come to see the production. It's under two hours. Um, it's magical, and it's like I said, the great, the first ballet the best ballet to come to if they haven't seen ballet yeah, before. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about your company, mm-hmm. okay? You are, first of all, you are a non, not-for-profit. Non-profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're educating and you're using this art form in other ways, yes. not just performance, but um, to enhance other people's lives. I'm yes. sure you go into... Right. We, we, we're a school and we are also a pre-professional company and we have a professional that a lot of them are uh, students that I've trained myself that are dancing professionally that come in and they they're guest artists uh, right exactly they'll come in as guest artists so it's a mixture Nutcracker is a great opportunity for the little ones to really get their foot in the door and do a ballet with the pre-professional and professionals yes absolutely Um, so um, it's we bring it all together as far as the choreography there's so many children's roles in it so it's a wonderful opportunity for them to uh, to dance in it. Yeah. And what we do is actually this week coming up on Tuesday, we're doing a meet your meet Clara and friends and dance with them for little ones, like th- ages three to six at Aww. the studio. Aww. And they could come and meet Clara and they could dance with her. It's at four o'clock on Tuesday and it's a free event. So at, could, at, your, at my at, school, at Woodbury the, Ballet which is at, on Main Street in Woodbury, Connecticut. Okay. And you can find that online, yes. woodburyballet.org. 
It's woodburyballet.com. Dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a quick break here. Um, we're going to have a quick break because I want to find out what's going on <laughs> technically. <laughs> and then we'll, but we'll come back with Randy um, to talk a little bit more about Nutcracker. So please stay tuned. You never know what you're going to find when you come back. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater. Your palace, your place. And we are back with your palace, your place, and we're continuing our conversation now with Randy Erica, who is the artistic director and founder of the Woodbury Ballet, and a school that not only um, educates dancers, um, but also prepares in their pre-professional program those who choose or are thinking of... Go into a professional career, or um, a lot of students uh, decide to do a college dance program. Right, right. So, um, so now, but you, the big thing on your calendar right now, of course, is your December sixteenth yes. performance of the Nutcracker at the Palace, and we were just talking about that. So, if if you're listening and you go, I, I definitely want to bring my kids or myself or my grandkids. Um, what? How do we get tickets? You call the Palace Theater box well, office. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you that number. It's two zero three. Three four six two thousand, or you can go online and purchase online as well at palacetheaterct.org. And make sure you have palacetheaterct.org. That's Don't cor- be correct. <laughs> correct. Today, the consumer needs to be on their toes yes. because there are some unscrupulous folks out there who um, try to mask as masquerade as, as what the they're not. Theater. Yeah, right. and that's for you know most uh, arts venues and mm-hmm. today. Yeah, unfortunately, but. But let's talk now. Don't you have, do you have that tree that does something? We do. We have the tree that grows. I know. Um, and it lights. Uh, David is wonderful. David the, Flowers, technical director of the Palace Theater. I love him dearly. Thank yes. you for making my shows <laughs> so beautiful <laughs> and visual. He, um, he is great. He did he a is great, great job. Yeah. Um, so the tree grows. It lights as it grows. Ooh, there's snow. The snow falls on the stage. The can cannon shoots smoke into the yeah. there's there's just a lot Dave of special is great. effects and, and and that's what I think if you're listening and you're considering this there's a lot of nutcrackers around mm-hmm. um, and a lot of you know uh, everybody does um, you know different kind of takes on it if you're looking for one that has all the bells and whistles if you will and you're at the Palace Theater. You're not at a high school. This right. is a professional production. Yes. Um, we, we, as we do have our, our dancers from our school in the production, we also have professional dancers yes. who do um, many of the roles. So it's it's not just because you might have a child in the Nutcracker. Most of our audience is people coming to the Nutcracker to make it their tradition to see a Nutcracker, and it's a professional production. Yeah, and and Randy, you made a comment, too, about um, you did come to see Phantom of the Opera yes. that just recently played at the Palace, and your comment I loved because you said you felt like a part of the production, like you were in the Paris Opera House because of the lush and plush uh, way the palace looks right. and indeed it's the same for Nutcracker you exactly you feel like a you're part, part of, of it that. sitting yes. in that in, sitting in as an audience member which I you know most of the time I'm backstage but sitting as an audience member in that theater 
it's just the feeling the oh it's so beautiful the gilded and the gold it's uh, beautiful yeah, and yeah. and it made you really feel like you were part of the phantom sitting there yes um, like you were in the opera house hearing the in production the arbor, it, yeah. and the sets on the stage just matched the yeah. theater it was yeah. so beautiful yeah. and with the nutcracker we try to get that same feeling that you are part of it that you are sitting there and you are part of the palace and and that's why we call it nutcracker at the palace and yeah. we uh we really play that up because it's so it's so beautiful there. We love doing it there. Um, we love working with all the people at the palace. They're wonderful to work with. And thank you. And um, yeah. so we hope everyone comes yeah. and, and sees our production and um, enjoys right. it. Well, Randy, thank you again for being here. And um, if you're interested, and uh, again, the number to call for tickets at 10 o'clock, our box office opens is 203-346-2000, or go online to palacetheaterct.org. Randy Erica from the Woodbury Ballet presenting Nutcracker at the Palace on December 16th, a Saturday at 4 p.m. And now we're going to segue right over to our guest who we were trying to talk to earlier when there was a little technical difficulty, but we, you know, we are pros here, and we we got through it. So, um, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Sherry. Can uh, you hear me? Say, I can hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> well, as I was saying earlier, Tom wrote the jingle for the palace that you hear at the top of our show and at the outro and and, and during breaks as we're coming back. Um, so, Tom, you own L&R Productions. Tell the audience of listeners what the breath in what does L&R do? Um, L&R, well, I'm proud to say, has been around for over 30 years as a Connecticut-based company. Uh, and you know, using your word, the breadth of what we do is we write and produce radio and TV commercials. Mm-hmm. And we also do video and, of course, jingle production. Uh, so you know, our clientele is as diverse as can be. And if your listeners are you know, tuning in not only you know, to your state, but other broadcast companies in the area, both radio and TV, then they've they've heard our work for many years. Uh, you know things like Mortgage and the Britain Rockets, and most recently, you know we were the ones that did the Hartford Yard Goats jingle, and and the New Britain Bees, the team that replaced the Rockets at at Beehive Stadium. So we're a full service audio video production company. And you and I met because you actually um, we were introduced to me by a, a woman that was uh, at a media outlet and she said, I think, you know, you might want to meet uh, Tom Russo and and so she kind of hooked us up and as a result you not only wrote our um, jingle and then um, you wrote the actual, you wrote did you write the music and the words, Tom? I, I uh, yes, answered just along with my former partner Paul Lombardo, the L of L and R. Okay. Uh, Paul, Paul is still, uh, you know, a, a dear friend, and, and we use him on you know many a production. But it was Paul and I that you know sat down one day, you know, based on a whole bunch of information that you and Frank were kind enough to provide. Correct. And uh, and sat down and and worked it out. 
uh, you did what we refer to as a rough demo and then brought that demo into the studio and literally one layer at a time you watched it and heard it mature <laughs> into a full-blown <laughs> jingle and then you and then you um, put together and found the singers and um, were able to get it produced and uh, you know we it's such a tappy little tune and, and I said earlier as I was trying to cover for our technical problem um, that's exactly what you want in a jingle you want it to be something that's easy for people to remember and have you know the brand or the product in it so it brings that to mind and sometimes it becomes like an and what do they call it an earworm where right. you can't get it out of your head but in my mind that's a good thing well, yeah, and, and more ways than one, you've done a great job of articulating, you know, exactly what we are charged to do every time we write and produce a jingle. We need to, I mean, you can't lose sight that right. this is a branding tool. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, most businesses have a logo that they use for signage and and you know, collateral materials, brochures, stationery. What we do is we create sound logos. So every single time our clients are on the air, they're using their sound logo. So it yes. really is a piece of marketing. It really is a branding tool. Absolutely. But at the same time, we're we're. we're we're charged to write a little mini hit song that that when people hear it, they're going to be singing along with it for hopefully the rest of their lives. <laughs> and and it does incorporate our actual corporate tagline, which is entertaining new possibilities, because that came out of um, when the theater was just opening, and we we consider that. Um, we continue, I should say, to use that tagline because every day we're entertaining new ideas and new possibilities of what the Palace Theater here in Waterbury can bring to the, um, the, our patrons, the public, our um, collaborators in the community. And one of the things you said is the perfect opportunity, and we, we have very little time, but Peter Drew has been waiting very patiently because the other side of the branding sound equation is our commercials. And how they sound at the end, and what we do at the palace, and as Tom knows, we most of our commercials for our shows come from the show itself. They either have already written and produced a commercial that is used, you know, wherever the show is going next. Um, so we, what we need to do though, when we get that commercial, is we need to do something called localizing it, meaning putting the um, the uh, you know the venue name the date um, and that, you know, local information onto it, tagging it with that. So, again, we reach out to a production company and um, who does that. And, and uh, LNR is our production company that takes care of that for us. And um, many, many years back now, we um, were looking for a consistent voice because I think initially there were different people doing it. But we knew we wanted a sound that was the same, no matter if you heard it on a TV. TV station or a radio station. Um, so, um, Tom, you also do something where you have voiceover artists in your in your uh, repertoire, if you will. And so, Peter Drew. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. 
morning. Oh, listen to those dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. Peter has been um, lending those dulcet tones to the Palace commercials for about ten years now, I guess. About um, that, yeah. Yeah, and and so Peter, I mean, if some people are really tuned into like voices and they they can identify, oh, that person does that commercial and that person doesn't. But if you're very talented, you also can change it up so it's not quite as recognizable. So, Peter, how did you get into the business of being a voiceover artist? Well, I started out in radio many years ago, uh, out in Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact. Oh. And, yes, and uh, while I was going to college, as a matter of fact, I got involved with the local, uh, excuse me, the college radio station, then the local radio stations, two of them, and worked there. And uh, I found that uh, people needed voiceovers. So, a bit like different then. <laughs> the internet <laughs> has changed everything in uh, yeah. this uh, realm. And uh, I would, uh, my first voiceover, I believe, that I got paid for was for a slideshow for a photographer. And the problem was back then, you didn't have the tools you have now mm-hmm. to put them together. <laughs> and I had to literally watch the slides as they go by and make sure I pronounced everything properly, no mistakes all the way through the thing for each slide. <laughs> oh, my. It, it was not easy. I'm it took sure. a bunch of takes to get that down. Yeah. Yeah. Te- the, good, the good old days, Peter, the good old days. The good, the old, good old, days. old days. But technology has actually made it easier. I mean, people can oh, yeah. actually be, uh, do voiceover work now sitting in their living room in front of a computer or whatever. Right. Yep. Um, so Jimmy's on. You what? I said, with their jammies With their jammies. Yeah, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, Tom and I coordinated. I asked, what are we wearing uh, for the interview, Tom? And I suggested fuchsia and puce, and he agreed. So I don't know who's wearing what part is fuchsia, what part's puce. My, mine is uh, puce trousers, and I've got a, a, a fuchsia top on. So, Peter, are you, you're, you're doing voiceover work probably all over the country, then, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, actually all over the world. I, just, uh, I did a spot uh, last year that's been picked up again. Uh, over uh, in Europe, Asia, the Middle East for a, an adhesive company. They make an adhesive for oh. home and business, and they have a very interesting ad, and it, it's playing all over the place, and you, know, you, get, you get paid for that. So, I, I mean, we only have like two minutes left, and I apologize. Sure. I thank you for your, your time and your I'm waiting. Sorry, I'm sorry, I, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to do this again. But I mean, you've obviously made a career out of this, so it is a lucrative business. If there's someone listening, a young person or whatever, what would your advice be to them um, to well, break into this industry? Well, uh, you said about uh, the technology; it really has changed everything uh, for the better and a bit to the worse, as a matter of fact, uh, because anybody can have a studio now and put it in their closet. Mm-hmm. You know, and for about you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars, you can build a little, little studio. But that's just the tool to get your voice on uh, recorded and then disseminated, you know, out to where it has to go. And uh, you have to have the talent and the training, and that's the most important thing. So if somebody's interested, they need to, you know, uh, and that they're real raw. They're you know, maybe they had some singing lessons in school, or they they like to. Uh, to uh, do public speaking, you know, they, they had a public speaking course. Well, you need to go beyond that. You really need to, it's, it's acting to a large degree, and it, it requires coaching. So I would invest in a coach first and foremost to see if you have the chops for it. 
Okay. And and then and then move on from there, and then you know find out about the equipment you need. And that kind All of stuff. right. But then after that's business. You have to market your business. Yes. Yes. It's eighty percent business, twenty percent actually recording. So those are, that's the bottom line. Is if you like to talk to people to sell, because you have to sell yourself. Yeah. And uh, then and you've got the requisite talent, skills, chops. Then proceed into it. But it's it's getting not cutthroat, but it's much more competitive. Than I'm it was. I'm sure it is, and I would love to have you on again, Peter and Tom, to just kind of um, talk a little bit more at length. But unfortunately, we've run out of time, and I have to say thank you to both of you. Thank you to our listeners for listening to your palace, your place. I'm your host, Sherry Marcucci, and it's been my pleasure to be with you this morning on our interesting ride <laughs> as we tell you about all things um, going on locally. And remember, the Palace Theater is right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. You can see all we have to offer, including the upcoming December 15th uh, show, Kansas, the legendary rock group, on December 15th. Um, reach us on the web at palacetheaterct.org. Remember, do something you love with someone you love this weekend. Hope that you include the arts in that. Stay tuned for your local news and Steve Knoxon coming up next. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace.